Productions proudly presents Trouble, a Calamity Adventure, starring Catherine Beeks, Catherine Barnes, Patrick Petrie, Marcia Clare, and Nisha Catron. Written by Catherine Barnes, narrated by Claudia Russell. Scene one, Calamity is having a sleepover. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you just did that. Oh, I can't believe we're doing this. All right, who's next? I think that we should prank call every male musician in San Diego who performs wearing a fedora. Oh, yes. And if we do that, we'll still be prank calling tomorrow night. You guys, we really should stop. I'm not stopping until we call Bradley Cooper. Oh, great idea, Nish. Let's call Madonna while we're at it. Oh, come on. Oh, you know you're jealous of my movie industry connections. (laughs) You mean the connections between your knees and the floor. Seriously? I'm tight with Tawny McClure, you know, Doug McClure's daughter, from the TV show The Virginian. I can't say I've heard of it. Yeah, it sounds kind of old. Were you sad when the dinosaurs died, Nisha? (laughs) Anyway, I told Tawny about our famous prank calls, and she gave me Bradley's number. All right, so are we going to call him or what? I'm dialing. Oh, no, you're not. I'm pressing star 67, and I'm hitting send now. Put it on speaker. Hello? I'm calling about a dead possum under my house. I need it removed right now, right away. The smell is so powerful that I can hardly breathe. Do you hear that? That's my daughter. My 13-year-old daughter. My love child with Liam Neeson. She has asthma. She's very sensitive to smells. Not to mention her cough has a lovely Irish broke. I'm truly fortunate to have a daughter with such an adorable sounding death rattle. And oh, God, oh God, can you hear that? My God, it's come back to life, risen from the dead. Like Jesus Christ, it's walking up the driveway now. It has an unearthly glow. And listen to that. It's knocking on my door. Madonna. It's it's got black zombie eyes and eerie green halo. And somehow it still smells. And you've got to bring someone out here to get rid of this. You've got to help us. You've got to bring the, 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 the wildlife support system. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you guys, we can't keep doing stuff like this if we want to be taken seriously as a band. I am serious. I am very serious about my prank call. <laughs> We're going to get a reputation. Oh, oh that ship has sailed. We have a reputation to uphold. You guys, I honestly think that Marsha has a point. I mean, I want us to start getting some real gigs that pay, and we're not going to get that calling up 
Bradley Cooper about zombie <laughs> trash pandas. <laughs> Leave it to the rhythm section to ruin a perfectly right. good sleepover. Okay, well, let's do something else. Mm, like what? Ooh, how about a ghost story? <gasps> imitating life. What if something like that happened to us? Barnes, chill. It's just a song. Hello? Yes, this is she. Right, right. You don't say. Well, our band is very busy. I can check our calendar, but I can't promise you anything. Hmm. Well, what do you know? We do happen to have the date available. Yes, we'll do it. All right. Thank you. We look forward to working with you. Oh, uh, what was that all about? Oh, nothing really. Someone wanted to offer us a gig in Vegas. <gasps> Vegas! Now we're talking. Wait, who is this guy? What's the name of the venue? It's called The Cavern, and the promoter's name is Mike Crotch. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, get serious, Nisha. It's true. That's the name. I'm not making this up. 
And look, he just Venmoed me half of what he's going to pay us for the show. Oh, that's an offer a teacher like me certainly can't refuse. I know none of us can. You guys, this is clearly a hoax. Come on, Marsha. I mean, really, do you seriously think that someone with a name like that is a promoter in Vegas? How about we Google him? Here. Here he is. He even has a LinkedIn. (laughs) Mike Crotch has a LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please. We aren't really going to do this, are we? The money is real. You saw it. Venmo doesn't lie. I'm in. So am I. I'll bring the snacks. Marsha. Fine. But I don't have a good feeling about this. Trouble, a calamity adventure, is brought to you by the San Diego Troubadour, a free monthly music publication available throughout San Diego County. Visit sandiegotroubadour.com for more information. Scene 2. Calamity meets up to ride in Catherine Beek's truck to Vegas. Okay, so where's Nisha? Everyone else is here. Look, I brought some food for us. Bread, sausages, four different kinds of cheese, including Kerrygold, and of course, tiramisu! I'm pretty sure I wouldn't eat if it weren't for Patrick. I don't think any of us would. (laughs) Would someone please help me unload? Here, I'll open the back. How much of this are you bringing? All of it. Are you kidding? Well, I have my skincare products in this suitcase, and my hair care products in that one, and these three are for costume changes, because you really never know what you'll need in Vegas, and that one has some beverages. (laughs) Oh, and these two are devoted to shoes, because again... Vegas, and another one full of scarves, and of course, my guitars and some amps, because it's highly likely that this venue might not have the best sound. I mean, you just never know these days, and there's a portable trampoline, because that's good for my lymphatic system, and I've got to be my best on stage for this gig. Nisha, you think you could, like, consolidate this a little? Yeah, with all of this crap loaded in, I'm pretty sure Patrick is the only one who will fit in the truck. Absolutely not! We are going to Vegas, and this is essential for my image. If we are going to be on time for this ridiculous gig, we've got to get on the road. Come on, Nisha. Not without my things. I simply can't. (sighs) Okay, fine. Let's just load up the truck. There's plenty of room. We'll make it work. Whatever. As long as Patrick's cheese plate doesn't get left behind, I won't complain. No worries. I won't go if the cheese doesn't go. As Calamity starts to load the truck, a gun falls out of Nisha's suitcase. What the... Nisha, what is this doing here? Relax. It isn't real. It's just an old prop from one of the shows at the Old Globe. So why did you pack it? Well, we're five women out on the road... You never know when it might help us to have a realistic-looking weapon. Or when it might get us arrested. I'm not going anywhere without it. Fine, fine, we'll take it. Now, will you all please get into the truck? We're already running late. Who's driving? Well, you know, I can't see over the dashboard. (laughs) And Barnes is a grandma driver. I don't deny it. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure no one wants Nisha to drive. (laughs) I'll be catching up on my beauty sleep on the way. So that leaves you and me, Marsh. Let's flip a coin. 
Call it. Heads. Tails. Congrats, Marsha. And now let's hit the road. Up next, Vegas. Stage in their dressing room in Vegas, waiting to go on stage. <gasps> Look at this! A dressing room just for us! With food and everything! So much for this being a hoax, huh? 
Martian? I'll admit this is nice, but I still have a feeling something is off. You guys, I'm so upset. I don't even know if I can go on the stage. What's wrong, Nish? We've come all this way. We're playing. But I saw her. Who? She's one of my husband's ex-girlfriends. She used to come to all my shows and sit there and stare at me with her crazy eyes all night long. We finally got a restraining order, but that was years ago. I'm not sure if it's still in effect. Well, if she bothers you, we'll call the cops. Otherwise, there's five of us and one of her. You've got to do this gig, Nisha. Come on, it'll be fine. Yeah, Nisha, where's your gun? It's in my purse. (laughs) All right, everyone, it's time. Let's do this. Just one of your old trips Don't mean nothing 
Scene 4. Calamity returns to their dressing room after their first Vegas show. Woo! You guys, we killed it! Yes! Ha! Now are you happy we came, Marsha? Oh, no, 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 no. I still think it was a terrible idea. But, I have to admit, we sounded all right. Yeah. Thank God that's over. And I think my stalker left before we were even finished. See, dude, I told you there was nothing to worry about. Well, I'm still going to call my husband right now to find out about the restraining order. I'm not taking any chances. Do whatever you need to do, Nisha. Has someone seen my phone? Oh, yes. It's right here in my pocket. No, seriously. I can't find it. It isn't in my purse, and I know I left it in there. Can you guys look around for Nisha's phone? Here, Nisha, I'll call you. Crap. I don't know where my phone is either. Someone please get their phone and call us so we can at least know whether or not our phones are in our purses or in this room. You guys aren't going to believe this. Oh, I do believe it. Where's your phone, Patrick? Are we seriously all missing our phones right now? It was her. There's no doubt in my mind. I thought she was leaving early, but she just came back in here to go through all of our stuff. This is serious. We need to go to the police, you guys. Uh, how do we get a hold of them if we don't have our phones? We could always talk to Mike. (laughs) No way. I don't trust Mike at all. I'll bet you he was behind this somehow. Dude, that's paranoid. I don't want to stay a minute longer. She could still be here. I want to go home now. Yeah, I agree. Something's up. All right, fine. Let's get in the truck. Calamity heads out the door into the parking lot and loads into the truck. Beeks gets into the driver's seat and tries to start the engine. She tries several times, but the engine won't start. Well, Clams, I guess we're camping here tonight. We can't stay here. What choice do we have? She could come back. I really think she is the least of our worries right now. We have to get out of here. What do you want to do, Nish? I want to talk to Mike. Do you really think that'll help? I don't care. I want to talk to him. He got us into this mess. He can help us get out of it. Fine. Nisha and I are going to go talk to this guy. Who? You know, the frickin' promoter guy. Say his name. I'll screw you, Barnes. Maybe later. What's his name? Uh, Mike. Mike who? Uh, Mike Crotch, okay? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go talk to Mike Crotch. (laughs) Now stay in the car, you morons. I feel sleepy. Yeah, me too. You guys have to stay awake. We've got to be vigilant. I'm not usually tired after gigs. Usually I get, like, a rush of adrenaline, but I can barely keep my eyes open. All right, listen up. I'm completely exhausted, and we can't stay in this truck all night. Mike has offered to take us as far as Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree? That's not even on the way. Well, he lives there, and I have family out that way, so we'll meet up. Dude, I know that that's not perfect, 
I'm so tired right now. It's all I can do to stand up. Let's just get in his car and go. But my suitcases. Oh, you are on your own. <sighs> Fine, I'll help you. The more stuff between us and Mike Crotch, the better. Are you a business owner wanting San Diegans to know about your services? Are you a local musician looking to promote a show or a release? Consider advertising with the San Diego Troubadour. First published in 2001, the Troubadour was established to promote, encourage, and provide an alternative voice for the wealth of local music generally overlooked by the mass media. With a circulation of over 7,000 readers, the Troubadour is distributed on the first of the month to music stores and venues, record stores, coffee houses, bookstores, vintage clothing stores, and branch libraries throughout San Diego County. Not sure how to get started? For a small fee, the Troubadour staff can design your ad. Tired of the hassle of direct mailings? Studies show that newspaper inserts are read and acted upon more frequently than direct mail and at a lower cost. Consider distributing your flyer with the San Diego Troubadour. For more information, including advertising rates and dimensions, visit sandiegotroubadour.com. Scene 6. Mike's Van. Barnes, Patrick, Marsha, and Beeks are sound asleep in the back. Nisha rides shotgun. You know, Mike, I'd really love to talk to you about some ideas I have for Calamity. I just... I really think we're long-term Vegas material, you know? I mean, we literally have it all. Brains, beauty, bosoms. I really think that we're the act you've been looking for to do a weekly act at the cavern. Did you know... Oh, what was that? Of course you can pull over to check it out. I think that's very sensible. I would call AAA if that stalker hadn't stolen my phone. Besides, I could use a natural break. I'll just leave my purse here. Nisha and Mike step out of the car. Marcia opens her eyes and then quickly closes them to feign sleep. Ah! Barnes, Patrick, and Beeks continue to sleep soundly. Marcia digs through Nisha's purse for the fake gun. She picks it up and slowly gets out of the car. Mike has forced Nisha down onto the sand. Marcia aims the gun at Mike. Freeze, jackass! Put your hands behind your head. Now get up! I want you to walk away from her slowly. Next, you're going to reach in your pocket and give me the keys to your car. Marcia trips and drops the gun. Mike runs at her and knocks her down. Nisha looks panicked, but then her eyes fall on a nearby Joshua tree. She runs over to it and breaks off a spine. Nisha plunges the spine into Mike's back. He cries out in agony and rolls over onto the sand. He twitches a moment before lying still. Oh, God! Oh, God! What have I done? Good aim, Nisha.
Joshua tree in the desert. Nothing stays in the desert. Boomerang in the desert. There you will stay in the desert. Nisha and Marcia stand behind the van, which is pulled over on the side of the road. Now what do we do? We can't go to the police. For once, we agree on something. There's no way they'll believe us. We've got to do something with the body. It's only a matter of time before the highway patrol shows up. I wonder how long we have before anyone notices he's missing. Is he married? I don't see a ring. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, especially on a sleazy guy like that. Oh, God. I can't believe this. This is not something I ever thought I'd have to do. Dispose of a dead body that I killed. How are we ever going to get out of this? The longer it takes them to find the body, the longer we have to come up with a plan. Let's load him into the van until we can find somewhere to leave him. But I don't want a corpse on top of my stuff. (laughs) We don't have much of a choice, Nisha. Let's load him up and hit the road while it's still dark. And make sure you grab the gun. That turned out to be a good idea after all. Trouble. It always finds us. Stay up.
Productions proudly presents Trouble, a Calamity Adventure, starring Catherine Beeks, Catherine Barnes, Patrick Petrie, Marcia Clare, and Nisha Catron. Written by Catherine Barnes, narrated by Claudia Russell. Scene 8, Inside the Van, Marcia is driving, Nisha is riding shotgun. Barnes, Patrick, and Beeks are just starting to wake up. Oh, Jesus, my head... Are we in Joshua Tree yet? And where's the food? So do you want to tell them? Or should I? Well, it looks like all the delicious food you three were eating in our dressing room had some roofies in it. Because you've all been out cold since we left Vegas. Oh, are you kidding me, dude? Where the hell is Mike? (laughs) His dead body is in the back. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Out the window. Out the window. Ooh, good job, Barnes. You got it all outside. You could start a Technicolor car detailing service. (laughs) It would probably pay much better than teaching, and you might even get more respect. Mike tried to, well, assault me. When he stopped to check the engine outside of Joshua Tree, Marcia got out and pointed the fake gun at him, but then she tripped, so he must have realized it was fake because he lunged at her. And Nisha stabbed him in the back with a spine from a Joshua Tree. Oh, great. So we're on the run from the law now. Basically. How much gas do we have left? A little under a quarter of a tank. And more importantly, how much money do we have? Better check for cash. We can't use our cards if we don't want them to track us. Oh, please. We're white women. We don't carry cash. I've only got a couple of bucks. Yeah, same. Could we stop at an ATM? If we use our cards to buy anything or take out money, they'll know where we are. That doesn't leave us a lot of options, does it? 
pullover up ahead. Why? Just do it. I'm going to get us some food and some money. Patrick, don't do anything you'll regret. We're already in enough trouble as it is. <laughs> Look, I'm the one who feeds this band that doesn't change just because we're on the run from the law. Now pull over up here behind this fence. Perfect. Uh, now give me that gun. Patrick, you heard her. Hand it over. I'll be just a moment. Trouble, a calamity adventure, is brought to you by the San Diego Troubadour, a free monthly music publication available throughout San Diego County. Visit sandiegotroubadour.com for more information. Scene 9, a small convenience store out in the desert. Patrick walks through the door and brandishes the gun. <gasps> oh my God. Ah, top of the morning, everyone. This is a robbery. I need you to place your cell phones on the counter, get down on the floor, and keep as still as you possibly can. Oh, well done. Thank you very much. You all have a great story to tell all your friends and families now. Let's see who can win the prize for being the most quiet. Sir, madam, I'm going to need you to pick all the cash out of the drawer and put it in a paper bag, recyclable preferably. Now, I'm going to need you to take all the food out of those cases and put it in this bag. Ooh, along with all that beef jerky and maybe those gummies. Thank you, that's perfect. Now, let's get all those cell phones in another bag. Oh, you're too kind. And that's all I'm needing today. Thank you all so very much for your consideration, your corporation. And please stay on the floor. Scene 10. The rest of the group waits in the van for Patrick. God, this is so scary. How did we even get here? Shh. Do you hear that? Hear what? On the roof of the van. I honestly don't hear anything. Barnes, look out the window. There's some kind of black birds up there. They seem to have been attracted by the, um, exciting stripe I oh. left across the side of the van earlier. They must be ravens. There's ravens dancing on our roof. Patrick comes running up to the car carrying the bags of money, food, and cell phones. Pedal to the metal, bitches. We've really gone to the dark side now.
11. Calamity drives like crazy down twisty back roads. Beeks is in the driver's seat. Nisha and Marsha are sleeping in the back next to Patrick. Barnes rides shotgun. So what are we going to do with the body? We've got to get rid of it before it starts to smell. Dude, don't look at me. This is definitely my first murder. I grew up in Ireland, and I was a hospital corpsman in the Navy. I know all about dead bodies. So what do we do? Donate him to science, or leave him out for the leprechauns? <laughs> or what about the ravens? What ravens? The ones that were on the roof of the van while you were robbing the store. Oh! Assuming they're still around, it's starting to look pretty deserted out here. Yeah, I don't see many signs of life. This might even be a ghost town. You know, I've heard there's one east of Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah! It's probably Eagle Mountain, one of the mining towns started by Henry Kaiser. He was a shipbuilder, an industrialist, and incidentally, the guy who started Kaiser Health System. Christ, Barnes, do you ever get laid? Honestly, no. Yeah, I kind of figured that. That's it. I have it. Let's drive through the town until we find an abandoned farmhouse with a well. There's got to be one. Once we find it, we'll tie Patrick's beef jerky to him and some of Nisha's scarves and throw him down. And if the ravens don't show up, you better believe the buzzards will in no time. Listen, we have got to be careful. This is likely the kind of place where there might be hippies or security guards or... You got a better idea? Not really. It seems deserted enough at the moment.
see the sky in your eyes Color the clouds as they roll by I need your love, I don't care why I don't care why An abandoned farmhouse. So, we just did that. We just threw the body of a Vegas promoter down an abandoned well. A mea culpa with beef jerky tied to him. All in a day's work. Now, let's get out of here. Not so fast. When did you wake up? When you guys were making all that noise throwing Mike out of the van. You guys aren't exactly the smoothest. (laughs) Says the woman who makes prank calls to celebrities about dead animals under her porch. With all due respect, Marsha, I'm very concerned. None of us are experienced criminals, and I, for one, do not want to go to jail. So what are you suggesting we do differently? Well, for starters, we're going to need disguises. Really, Nisha? Yes, they'll be looking for five women, so we'll need to dress up like men. Well, it's not like there's a men's warehouse around here. Barnes, open up my pink suitcase. Why me? Because you're the drummer. Now do as I say. There should be plenty of fake facial hair to go around. Hit me. As Nisha and Barnes go through the suitcase, Beeks begins to cry softly. 
Oh, Catherine, what's wrong? <laughs> oh, nothing. It's it's nothing, dude. Are you sure? Are you upset about something? Yeah, but that's not it. Are you scared? Yeah, a little, but... But what? I mean, I know we're, like, on the run and all, and, like, we just threw a murdered corpse down a well. Uh-huh. But, like, we're all together. Aww. And moments like these are just... Aww. They're so far and few, and they're, they're so beautiful. I mean, they should be framed. Your wish.
Does this mustache make me look fat? Scene 13. Calamity is preparing to go back on the road. Dressed as men, they look a lot like the village people. Beeks is behind the wheel and Patrick rides shotgun. Barnes, Nisha, and Marsha are in the back. God, this beard itches! <laughs> God bless America and all the ships at sea. Hey, do we have gas? Gas? Oh, shit. The light's on. We better stop at the next gas station we see. Where are we going, anyway? I think we should head for Mexico. They won't check our IDs as long as we cross in the van. Assuming they haven't already warned the authorities about us. But, I agree, I think it's our best option. Dude, I'm not so sure about Mexico. It certainly beats prison. And you know, the food is better than in jail. Fine, that's what we'll do then. We'll head south. guys. I don't think we're going to get anywhere. We're out of gas. Oh, God. And we're stuck out here in the desert, near the touristy ghost town, next to the dead body of a man we killed, like sitting ducks. This is the end of everything. (laughs) Nisha. Please stop crying. Come on, Nisha. What do you mean, we, Nisha? We didn't kill him. You killed him. Marsha, you're not helping. Well, maybe none of this would have happened if Nisha hadn't insisted on taking that asinine gig in Vegas. Uh, There's just one too many ifs in that sentence. And maybe if Nisha had just knocked him out instead of stabbing him in the back with a Joshua Tree spine, we wouldn't be out in the middle of nowhere on the run from the law with no gas. You're blaming me for all of this? When's the last time you found a gig for Calamity? Why would I find us a gig? It's your band. You know what, Marsha? I'm tired of your constant criticism. You don't know anything about how to run a band. And you don't know anything about how to be a musician. You know we wouldn't be in all this mess if if I had just let him rape you. Oh, you guys, knock it off. I'm surprised you didn't. You only think about yourself, Nisha. Well, I'm a lot more interesting to think about than you'll ever be. Oh, seriously, we don't have time for this. Nisha, you have no self-awareness. Zero. I know you better than you know yourself. You're the reason that we're stuck out here. God, Marsha, you are absolutely the worst. I don't ever want to see your face again, with or without a beard. You're stuck up, annoying, and stupid. And most of all, I hate you! Red.
just go away unless you'd like to hear me say I hate you I hate you I despise you I realize is another minute that the cops have to figure out where we are. Can we all just calm down and figure out what to do? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you ask Nisha? <gasps> you know, I've already killed one person in the last 24 hours, and since we're out of gas and likely headed to jail anyway, I don't think it matters much if I kill another one! Nisha lunges at Marsha. <gasps> the two of them roll around on the ground, fighting. Oh, God! Well... This is entertaining. I'm taking bets. My money's on Nisha, but oh wait. You know I have all the money. Patrick, Barnes, are you for real? We've got to break this up. Help me separate them. Come on. Speak pulls Marsha away. Barnes and Patrick manage to drag Nisha away. Oh my God. She heard me. I can't believe she just did that. I'm in so much pain. Nisha, stop it. I'm not hurt any worse than you are. Pull yourself together. How are we going to get gas and get on the road to Mexico with the two of them going at it like this? Maybe we should split up. No, that's too risky. Think about it. When they start looking for us, they'll be looking for five women. We already have our man disguises, but if we split up, it will really throw them off. Nisha breaks free from Barnes and Patrick and runs at Marsha, who slaps her. Nisha falls to the ground. This is too much. Trying to keep the two of them apart, survive in the desert, and run from the law. I hate to say it, but Patrick might be right. All right, let me think about how this could work. Here's what we'll do. I saw a gas station a few miles back. Marsha, Patrick, and I will head that way, find some gas. Barnes, you stay here with Nisha and help her calm down. Wait, what? 
Barnes, you were sick earlier. It makes sense for you to stay here. You think this will be restful? Come on, Barnes, just But why stay. not Patrick? She robbed the store, after all. We need more food. No way is Patrick staying here. We don't have time to argue about this anymore. Barnes is staying here with Nisha. But I, but, but, but I... Bye, Barnes. We love you. Marsha, Patrick, and Beeks begin the long trek to the gas station. But I'm a drummer, not a wet nurse. <sighs> Are you a business owner wanting San Diegans to know about your services? Are you a local musician looking to promote a show or a release? Consider advertising with the San Diego Troubadour. First published in 2001, the Troubadour was established to promote, encourage, and provide an alternative voice for the wealth of local music generally overlooked by the mass media. With a circulation of over 7,000 readers, the Troubadour is distributed on the first of the month to music stores and venues, record stores, coffee houses, bookstores, vintage clothing stores, and branch libraries throughout San Diego County. Not sure how to get started? For a small fee, the Troubadour staff can design your ad. Tired of the hassle of direct mailings? Studies show that newspaper inserts are read and acted upon more frequently than direct mail and at a lower cost. Consider distributing your flyer with the San Diego Troubadour. For more information, including advertising rates and dimensions, visit sandiegotroubadour.com. Scene 14. It is late afternoon. Barnes and Nisha are lying in the shade of the abandoned farmhouse. Is it a person? No. Gage the elephant. Oh, come on. That's not fair. You could have at least asked a few more. (gasps) Oh, crap. Hide. Behind the house. Under the porch. A security guard in a car that almost looks like a real police car pulls up to the house. Shh, Nisha, it's just a rent-a-car. We can take him. This is easy. Just go do what you do best. Distract him. Put on your man disguise and get out there. Barnes pushes Nisha out in front of the house. Oh, Benefitoville, now I find true that ruined love, when it is built anew, grows stronger, far greater than the first. The security guard looks confused and starts to pick up his phone. Meanwhile, Barnes sneaks around behind him and knocks him over the head with a rock. He falls down. Looks like he's out cold. Nisha, go get the gun. Careful not to get any more fingerprints on it. Barnes removes the security guard's shirt and starts to remove her own. You know, Barnes, it's quite a lot of pressure to have the best body in Calamity. Oh, I don't know about that. I really... But of course, I'm used to it. Right. Now help me put my clothes on him, and I'm going to take his... We want to make it look like he was... I get you. These moments are so far and few. So beautiful, they should be... Framed. You got it. Grab his keys. You're driving. Scene 15. Early evening. Marsha, Beeks, and Patrick stumble along a dirt road. A few miles, huh? I know I saw it. 
We'll get there eventually. We just have to keep walking. We are really lucky there haven't been that many cars coming this way. Right, because we don't look suspicious at all in these ridiculous man disguises. Hey, you can feel free to take those off at any time. I, for one, am not taking the risk. I am, however, going to stop and rest here for a few minutes. They sit down on a rock. A car approaches. Quick! Hide! No, dude, just stay put. The faster we move, the more suspicious we look. I agree, especially since it looks like the Gardee. Oh, God. Keep it cool, Martian. We got this. The security guard car pulls over by the side of the road. Hey, are those the real cops? Well, whatever it is, it's a problem. Okay, guys, here's what we'll do. Patrick, Beeks, and Marsha put their heads together and have a whispered conference. Meanwhile, a man in sunglasses gets out of the car and walks slowly toward them. All right, here goes. Turn and face him. One, two, three. Patrick, Beeks, and Marsha pull their shirts up and flash the security guard. Wow. I've never seen such well-endowed men before. They've been putting too many hormones in that chicken. Barns! Barns. That may be the most um, enthusiastic welcome I have ever received in my life. But how? Everybody in the car. Careful, Nisha's passed out in the back. I'll tell you everything on the way. We've got to cross the border before they start looking for us. The police are looking for five white females ages 30 to 50. They are headed to the border from the high desert region. They should be considered armed and extremely dangerous. If you see them, please call 911 immediately. We hope you've enjoyed Trouble, a Calamity Adventure, starring Catherine Beeks, Catherine Barnes, Patrick Petrie, Marsha Clare, and Nisha Catron. Written by Catherine Barnes, narrated by Claudia Russell. Taylor thought the rain would never stop.
podcast is dedicated to the memory of Betty Hawkins, a strong, independent, creative woman, and a loving grandmother. May her soul rest in peace and her spirit live on.